also recording. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph, and this is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get high and talk about Saturday Night Live. Yes, and uh, I'm not high yet, but I'm going to be very shortly. Uh, Tonight we are discussing Season 2, Episode 17, right? Yes. (laughs) This aired March 26th. Uh, 1977. It was hosted by Jack Burns with musical performances by Santana. Yes, and Don Pardo did, I believe, say Saturday Night Live in the opening credits for this episode, so that was exciting. Yes, he did. Uh, Gilda's in the middle of her fantasy draft, so this is going to be a Steph-heavy evening. My league is drafting live now. Jesus. Well, Steph loved the fucking cold open. It was um, John Belushi just basically sitting on the stage and talking about how this was the first time he's been allowed to do the cold open. And it's amazing that the network, with all this money, trusts him because the show literally can't start until he says those words. Um, (laughs) He was like, oh, I've got them right where I want them in the palm of my hands. And... He kept, like, sort of teasing, saying Life from New York, but then he would, like, mess it up some way. Yeah, John Belushi was holding the show hostage, and he's like, man, it would be terrible if I did this, and then he proceeded to do it. Um, I thought it was fucking funny. I can't believe that he hadn't opened the fucking show until this point. I just had not noticed. Same. But, of course, he had to make a big deal of it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we then went into Jack Burns' monologue, which I honestly, I was like, oh shit, this guy, he looks like he's gonna suck. And I was fucking pleasantly surprised. His sense of humor was really good. I can't remember what he did for a job, but... I also don't remember. Okay. Okay. Oh shit, he was on the Andy Griffith show! Oh my god, okay. Sorry, I that I just seriously dated myself there. Oh, he apparently died in January of last year. It was probably fucking COVID. Who are we kidding? Respiratory failure in end of January. Uh-huh. Is that what we're calling it now? Anyway, sorry. I am in a very punchy mood today. Yeah, he was funny. And it was like this whole thing about church and how he loved going to church because the priest was young and he could relate to him. And then the priest was traded away for Father Galuli and two nuns to be named later. And I fucking laughed because that was a really funny baseball reference, just like slipped in completely, like subtly. Um, But yeah. Too subtle for me. (laughs) Um, He then talked about how, you know, he'd tell the previous priest, oh, you know, I touched myself. And he'd be like, all right go do five Hail Marys and whatever. I can't remember. It was something funny, though. And then the new guy was, like, basically saying he was going to hell and he's going to grow hair on his palms or some shit. And um, he then never went back, and he's like, well, tonight I'm going to do it. I'm going to touch myself on live TV. And he just, like, literally touched himself all over, which was kind of funny. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. Like, I literally would have preferred him turn around and just, like, mime jerking himself off or something. Yeah, he was just touching, like, his torso and shit, you know? It was was strange. Yeah, it was very odd. We went to the Coneheads, and this was them being invited over for dinner by Gilder Radner and John Belushi. They're, like, 
sort of older married couple. Um, and the family, the Coneheads, get there. Um, and they walk in, and they say that they're from France. And at this point, I'm like, literally take a shot every time they say they're from France. This is getting a little bit exhausting low-key, though. Um, Dan Aykroyd, his conehead smoked... Not his conehead, but this conehead, he... I don't know why I said that. Dan Aykroyd smoked a whole pack of cigarettes at once, and that was pretty funny. <coughs> Sorry, I thought it would be really funny to take a sip of liquor when you said do a shot every time they say they're from France. Oh, shit! I didn't even notice. And then the liquor went down the wrong airway, and it burns. Oh, I thought you took a hit of your um, cart or something. But there was a picture of the family at Disney World and Lorraine Newman explained it like a fucking alien explaining Disney World. It was great. That was funny. Um, when they asked if they wanted drinks, it was like Dan Hagrid and Jane Carton were like, yes, please. And Lorraine Newman's response was, I dig liquids. And it was so fucking funny because it's like alien trying to fit in, teenage girl. I, I like it. I like that. I like her portrayal of that a lot. Also, did you know what I learned about Lorraine Newman? What? She is going to be a fucking witness at Robert Durst's trial because she was super fucking good friends with Susan Berman. What the fuck? Yup. So. Oh my gosh. Fuck yeah, Lorraine Newman. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that was a very weird tangent. Go on. (laughs) Uh, They played Scrabble. And Lorraine Newman's character wrote Seb Farg. Obviously, this was not a word that they accepted. This sketch was honestly really long and a little bit drawn out, in my opinion. It's like they're relying on the fucking coneheads so goddamn much at this point. Like, it's funny, but not this often. This is two weeks in a row. I'm almost positive. No, it definitely is. Also, I just... I think. I just realized that I mentioned that I was drafting, and this is going to air in, like, three weeks. I'm not the world's shittiest fantasy football manager. We're recording this prior to the start of the NFL season because both of our Septembers are going to be chaos. So we're pre-recording some. That's what's up. I was just like, wait, that, if anybody is listening, they're going to think I'm an idiot. Yes, and also if anything happens in, in three weeks... We don't even know about it. That's crazy. This will come out. We'll be listening to it. Like, wow, that was back before blah, blah, blah happened. Seriously, though. Are you ready to riot for abortion rights? Always. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Um, Anyway, I thought, so um, the sketch ends with them bringing out this new hairdryer that looks like a fucking alien. Like, it, it was probably, like, a villain back from wherever the Coneheads are from. And they all start emitting this high-pitched shriek. And Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, and Lorraine Newman all stand up. Dan Aykroyd jumps out the window. So does Jane Curtin. And then Lorraine Newman, like, slips and falls on her way to launch herself. And Gilda Radner just absolutely fucking loses it. And it's like, oh my god, girl. And then John Belushi was laughing. And I think that's the first time we've seen John Belushi break, which was really fucking cute. I think it was. It was nice that it was alongside Gilda. Yes. It's like he didn't break next to another man. Because, you know, what? I, I don't know. I, maybe that's just me being a fucking baby. Misandrist. Misandrist. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
we then went into Santana's first performance, which was Black Magic Woman. Everybody in this in, everybody in this group was like fucking vibing, and they were they were like all so smiley, and they were just like dancing. Yeah, I was vibing. It was great. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh my god, my high school health teacher tried to convince us that drugs were bad by saying Santana didn't win any Grammys and then he got sober and he won Grammys in the early 2000s or late 90s or whatever the fuck. And it's like, yeah, that's not convincing anybody of anything. No, still do drugs. That right? Santana was a badass both on the drugs and off of them. Um, speaking of don't do drugs, we had a sketch in which two Marines were getting married to each other. This was Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd being married by Jack Burns. And he made um, Dan Aykroyd, or he made both of them, rather, yell, like, sir, yes, sir, and whatever, to the vows. But then he made Jane Curtin yell, we are slime, sir, which was a bit much, in my opinion. Um, But it was overall a pretty silly sketch yeah i again dan Aykroyd and jane Curtin. they were just laughing they, they had a hard time keeping it together during this and up until the we are slime it was really funny yeah no it was it was great i this was one of my favorites honestly of the night yeah so then we had indira gandhi played by lorraine newman with her son john belushi um so to say the least the sketch was not the most politically correct. Um, I didn't take too many notes because some of it went over my head and some of it was just ridiculous. It was basically she was being kicked out of office and she's complaining to her son. Her son's a total mama's boy. And then it turns into, uh, it was like, one of them said, I'm beginning to think this is a town without pity. And then I think it was John Belushi. I can't fucking remember. They break into Town Without Pity, the song by Gene Pitney. It was all over the fucking place. But yeah, I don't know much about that. And uh, moving the fuck on. Um, We had Weekend Update. Uh, Not much stuck out to me with this Weekend Update. No. Um, we had Gilda Radner and Bill Murray in an ad for leeches. Yeah. Which, what the fuck? Gross. It was just a word, but still. We then had, like, a cutaway. It was, like, oh, wait, maybe this is a different sketch. I don't know. Was the squatters a different sketch? Um, I'm looking at my notes and trying to figure that out right now, and I really can. So if we can update ended, it ended on a really, you know, anticlimactic note, and if we went into this thing called the squatters which was about the pioneers. They were the squatters. Um, and Garrett Morris played Dread Squat. Which, okay, I laughed at that. That was fucking funny. That was creative. Um, God yeah. damn it, this fucking furball. He's purr. Yeah, he Yeah, the squatters. Gilda Radner was playing a quote-unquote squaw, which didn't really like that. Squatters' rights and squatters' heights, something about Al Franken, uh, that were runaway, yeah, anyway. We then have something called Mr. Ross and Sherry, and I think I thought I was going to remember what that was referring to, so I didn't write anything else except, uh, what? Yeah, so this was Lorraine Newman and Jack Burns playing, like, 
a businessman and his executive assistant, and he has her writing a letter that he's dictating. The sketch begins with him walking into his office and opening his window, um, and he talks about his business not doing too well. So immediately, like, I kind of know what's up here. Um, he says his note, and it's, like, a suicide note, and she writes it down. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. And he, before he jumps out the window, he asks her to cancel his 3 o'clock appointment. And she's like, oh, do you want coffee? And he says, no, I'm going to kill myself. And then she leaves to get her coffee, and he puts his face in the fish tank and she asks for the rest of the day off because her boyfriend is coming into town and whatever, some nonsense story. Um, and so he eventually jumps out the window, but he doesn't like, like he as in Jack Burns doesn't duck. So he just literally jumps out the window and is just standing there. And then the whole sketch kind of, takes a turn, and it's everybody breaking character. Lorraine Newman goes, oh, great work, Jack, because he didn't duck. And we see the whole entire cast is actually, or was supposed to be involved in this sketch, but now the sketch has been derailed because he didn't duck. And so, you know, they have John Belushi coming in trying to play the part of the 3 o'clock appointment that he was going to have, and, like, the cops and this witness is like, oh, I saw him on the sidewalk. It was Gilda Radner saying that. And... They're like, no, Gilda, like, he didn't, he didn't do it. Um, yeah, it was just interesting. Yeah, I just really didn't, it was like, okay, so you could have done the sketch. The joke was that the sketch didn't happen, but anyway. Um, we went into a Gary Weiss film, which featured Jack Burns as Rocky. Oh, yeah, so this was actually... Um, connected to the previous sketch, I was looking at my notes just now and trying to figure out what was going on. So Jack Burns eventually says, you know, I feel kind of humiliated. Uh, says, I feel kind of humiliated. Oh my God. Jack Burns eventually says, I feel kind of humiliated because he was training all week in order to do, you know, the show. And yeah. here he is fucking up a scene. And he says that he was inspired by Rocky as shown in the film. And so that then plays and it's the you know the rocky music and he's doing all his little exercise montage things the training bits he runs up the stairs of i believe it was the courthouse in new york but i could be wrong i once saw and then it come back to him okay go ahead that was ad <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say come back to him eating an egg yolk on stage okay so that was like a rocky thing was he would like drink egg yolks in the morning but, like, every time he did this, whether it was the pre-taped Gary Weiss film or on stage, everyone in the audience was like, oh, gross. Me too. Honestly. So, yeah, same. Like, seriously, fucking drinking eggs? Oh, God, that's making me nauseous just now. Um, then, okay, so we had a sketch with Walter Cronkite and Idi Amin. Garrett Morris is Idi Amin. And um, it was a sketch, but it was a parody of the Ask President Carter of the previous week, and Walter Cronkite is tied to a chair, and it's basically, it was like, oh my fucking god, they're going here, this is funny. Um, and then he decided, he's taking calls from people, and they're like, oh, do you know what happened to my cousin? 
And he's like, oh, unfortunately, he's like, I do know. They were kidnapped, or they got in a car crash, and it was really tragic. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, like, the next caller comes in, and they're like, oh, this happened to my husband and family, or my whatever family. He's like, oh, yes, they were here, and then they went there, and then there was a car crash, and they all died. And it's like, oh, okay. So all of, he's having all of these people disappeared, and it was just, I don't know. I really liked it, even though it was terrible. You know? Yeah, it was an interesting parody of the other sketch from a few weeks before. Yeah. Um, maybe it wasn't last week. I don't fucking know. Maybe it was last week. I have no idea. I literally, I no clue. I, we've recorded like five times in the past, it'll be like five times in the past eight days. So, wow, yeah, no. we are literally, we're taking September off from podcasting. I mean, I will be editing and posting, but like we're doing our own things because work is chaos. I'll be smoking. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. The only thing that's going to change is we aren't actively recording because, you know, we're smart girls and we plan ahead. Anyway, and then for the fucking season 47 premiere, Steph is coming to me and we are going to be able to record a fuck ton of episodes in person for the first time ever. We've never recorded in person. And we haven't seen each other since February 2020. Yeah, literally it's been almost two years. I am so fucking excited. I have like a one, two, it's a five-day weekend, basically, for me. I'm so fucking excited. Is this the first vacation that I'll have taken without Steve? And it's like, oh, wow. Well, not the first one I've taken without him, but the first one in a really fucking long time. Um, but it's like, holy shit. It's like, I swear to God, it's like when Taylor Swift screams, sings about screaming color like I understand like the world is more vivid now I swear to god I love Taylor Swift so much fuck yeah did you see her um what's it um oh fuck she's on TikTok now she posted a thing of her and Jack Antonoff yeah another woman's ass in the background and everyone's like okay she posted that on purpose right like she she's she's at this point she's signaling us Anyway. Yeah, she's been signaling us for far too long, honestly. Damn it, Taylor. Make this gay girl happy. Anyway. Um, Gaylor. Team Gaylor. That's where I'm at. Gaylor. Fuck. Yes. That is my one of my favorite fucking Reddit pages. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, the whole movie for the week is what happened next. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was looking at the totally wrong page, and I was like, really? I don't think that was what was next. Yeah. Home <laughs> movie. Ugh. It was titled Mirage. Mirage? I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that word. Mirage. Um, <laughs> and it was just a guy walking in a desert to a soda machine, and he gets there, and he can't drink from it because there's, like, no cups and not enough space for him to put his mouth there. So that was the whole point of the whole movie, I think. I mean, I think calling it walking would be generous. The man was, like, dragging himself across a desert and was, like, severely burnt at this point. And he puts in the money because he finds a coin just beneath the vending machine. He puts it in, and it dispenses the liquid and then the cup. And that was it. And it was like, okay, so I guess it kind of, even though it was a physical machine, it was a mirage. I don't know. 
Maybe none of it was real. Who the fuck knows? Um, there was something about pantygrams. Um, that was the next God damn ad, yeah. Jesus, tonight was just like fucking weird or really good, but there was n- almost no in-between. <laughs> this one was weird. Um, yeah. It was Gilda Ra- it was like, say it was pantygrams, and it was just, you'd order underwear and send it to people with things on it, and so, like, it was, like, sometimes harmless, and other times it was like, your sister is dead, and it's like, the fuck? I laughed when, um, Gilda, playing an old lady, got a pantogram from her doctor that said, it's benign. <laughs> okay, that, that was, was funny. Kind of funny. That was fucking funny. And then she was, like, wearing her pantygrams. It was... Oh, my God. And then he said they were available in new, worn, and soiled. Jesus Christ. Which, I mean, we all know is a real thing. I know someone who sold her panties and, like, shipped them to, like, men in Japan. Wow. She made bank. I bet. Um, then Santana performed Gypsy Woman. Yeah. Wait, Gypsy Woman? I thought it was Europa. Well... If that's the case, my notes are incorrect. Uh, for my closed caption said, Euro- intro to Europa, and then he played Gypsy Woman. Anyway. Yeah, he was playing, like, a, a... I don't even know. His character was, like... I think he said he was a comedy writer, and he was a fan of them, but he didn't know... Like, like they were playing themselves, Gilda and Jane Curtin, and he was like, oh, I, I know you guys from... And then it was like... Not Saturday Night Live. Okay. He was drunk. He came up, Gilda Radner, Jane Curtin, and we're like, nah, no thanks. Um, and that was the show. Yep. Uh, what didn't work for you? Um, the sketch where it was Jack Burns playing a man who was killing himself. Yeah, didn't really like yeah. that one. Mirage was a close second, but I don't know. The other one just felt great. Maybe because they were there doing it. I don't know. Um, What was your runner-up? I think my runner-up would probably be the Coneheads. Same! Lorraine Newman makes those sketches for me. Like, I just think she fucking nails... Alien teenager. Yes, I loved it. That's cool. Yeah. And then your best? My best for the night would have to be the cold open. That's the second time this has happened. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. Go us. Weird same brain. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, that was it for this episode. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this now. And don't forget to, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Super helpful. It takes, like, 20 fucking seconds. Yeah, and we're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and YouTube, at SatNightHighPod. Night is spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter. We have a website, SatNightHighPod.com, and our Gmail is SatNightHighPod. And in about... Five minutes, we're going to record another episode, but y'all won't hear it until next week. So until then, happy highs. Happy highs.